Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Lay Film. My name is Kevin, and it's been a while. This is going to be a different episode compared to our usual regimen. This one was supposed to be expanded into a series, potentially, where me, Patrick, another co-host of, this, of uh, the podcast, and a frequent guest, pretty much an unofficial member, Jezer Serafica, was going to be joining us, where we potentially went through all of the rebuild films of the Neon Genesis Evangelion series. If you're a frequent fan or listener of the show, you would immediately recognize mine and Patrick's love for the series. And this one was a very special episode for us to record because we had talked a lot about eventually going and doing a field recording at a movie theater where we do a little pre-recording beforehand and then we watch the movie and then we record right after pretty much the experience that you get when you go to a movie theater and you watch it with your friends you know you're you're all talking inside the lobby or walk as you're walking back to your cars we wanted to try and embody that uh, atmosphere where you can hear the environment all around you and uh, for better or worse uh, as you'll soon find out but um, yeah it's been a long time since we released an episode I want to say around six months or so and to be honest I'm not entirely sure if the podcast will be continuing or not um, this has been a very long hiatus for all of us as I'm sure you're all aware life can change and things get a little bit more difficult to coordinate and schedule and yeah we're, we'll just have to wait and see what happens if it does continue it'll probably continue in a different form where we try out a few different things and try to be a bit more frequent um when it comes to posting episodes as well as having on guests and that sort of thing and, you know the usual around here but um yeah um just a few more disclaimers about this episode the audio quality can be a little rough at times um we were recording on my audio recorder with no microphones no windscreens or anything like that and um, if you want to just skip ahead to where we start reviewing the movie, um, we start off where we're inside the movie and then there's movie previews going on in the background and then, um, it'll be included in the show notes of where to skip to. But, um, yeah, aside from that, um, this was recorded a year ago around this time in December of 2022 when Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 or 1.01. I'm not sure if we got it right when we recorded it back then, but it had finally made its way over to the United States. And if you're a fan of the series and you've kept up to date with the rebuilds, um, for those of you who don't know, the rebuilds are basically a retelling of the original series, but done in a different way. And it, it doesn't necessarily overtake or override the original series message. It sort of enhances it as sort of a continuation or, you know, redoing or retelling or anyth anything like that. 
Um, but it had been in development hell for quite a while. And yeah, this is the final part of the, what is it, a quadrilogy of this, of the rebuilds. Um, but yeah, needless to say, myself, Patrick, and Jezzer were all incredibly excited about it coming to our local theater. And yeah, without further ado, hope you enjoy. Hope you're all doing well out there. And if you're a fan of the show, you could write into us at leaffilmpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at leaffilmpodcast. Um, yeah, and enjoy the episode. The road I must take leads me into mystery. I'm lost in a daze. Don't know if I've been there before. My future there is vague. I can only take a little courage and conviction of my thoughts. If I will ever see it through Such is the hand of fate Have I ever been here before? Is it better that I don't know? Have I anything left but faith? Can I trust in my destiny? Is it out of my hands to see? Must I? This is such a bad setup. <laughs> My fucking jacket. All right. Oh shit! Oh no no that's that's that's, that's that's way too conspicuous. Well um, hello and welcome to yet another episode of Lay Film. Uh, My name is Kevin. Uh, who else do we got with here with, uh, with me here today? So we got Patrick. I'm on the wing. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Special guest is <laughs> it's back. It's me, Jezzer. Yeah, yeah, Jezzer. He's like the uh, the unofficial member, the fifth <laughs> member. You're like the uh, the Casey Jones. The Casey Jones. Yeah, Who's you're like Casey Jones. You're like you know with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh mm. yeah yeah yeah. I'm the background background dancer guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not even that. Everybody knows Casey Jones is the coolest one. Oh he's yeah, the yeah. Hockey guy. He's a hockey guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cool. He's like. Yeah, I'm like the Krillin of the team. I'm, a- I'm April. I call April. <laughs> you call April? I call April. <laughs> April or Mikey. Or Michelangelo? Yeah, the orange one. I'm, I'm just going to move this around as we speak yeah. that, because that, that way it's like much easier. Slide around that floppy thing. I'm, I'm sorry in advance to... Uh, Everybody who is listening to this loudly and like their headphones or something, this is our uh, first ever field recording. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a few times in uh, the pod in previous episodes where we actually go out, you know, record a movie after we watch a movie in the theaters. Um, but uh, Jezzer had a really phenomenal idea of recording a pre-show. Ooh. So right now, Jezzer, do you care to tell us where we are? All right, folks, we're here at Tower Theater by uh, Angelica Center or whatever it's owned by now in Sacramento. We're here to watch Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Once Upon a Time, whatever the hell it's called. Thrice Upon a Time. Thrice Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing two beats here. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we're here to rewatch the last 
build of Anno's work uh, for the Evangelion movie revive series. Pat, thoughts? Uh, I can't wait to see all the good stuff that happens to all our favorite characters. I'm sure it won't be very emotional and sad. Uh, I do love the soundtrack. This one, The soundtrack on this one, primo. I have so many of the songs. I think my Spotify wrapped had Shiro... I forgot to pronounce the second name. He's like my fourth most played artist. Just from playing this movie soundtrack as well as like the previous parts of the rebuild. Like the song from uh, 3. When Karu, you know, that fun stuff happens to him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to some Yutada Hikaru's uh, track again. I have like a lot of her songs on my Spotify. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's been a while since I've last seen this. I forget what happens. And I finished rewatching. Ava during the summer, so I'm ready for this last movie again. Yeah, um, like I said, we are literally in the movie theater right now. Uh, there is, there's literally no one else there's in the no theater. There's no one else here. Yeah. <laughs> and there's about like uh, around like 20 minutes before we start. I think sooner. We're oh, gonna, sooner? Yeah, I was like 40 or 37 when we first busted that thing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we uh, decided to post up. Gonna just get uh, get really hyped. I um, actually started re-watching the original series last night again. Whoa! I haven't done it in a very, very long time. Um, it's really I f- good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really good. I feel like I've gotten up to like episode 8 multiple times. Um, at mm. least like three times over, but for some reason or another, I'm unable to like continue past that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've rewatched the Rebuild series many times. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember I um, Pat told me about the rebuilds after I finished. Oh God! Oh, previews came on. Oh God! They knew what we were doing. We gotta power through. Um, so, uh, previews are on. We're gonna hurry up and, uh, wrap up this, this uh, fucking... Sponsored by Wendy's. Oh, God, no. Cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> all right, all right. We're good. We're good. We get some nice background music. Um, but yeah, I'm really hyped for this movie. Um, when it first came out, I literally, that same night, I watched all of it on, uh, Amazon. Um, Pat, once again, thank you so much for sharing Neon Genesis with me. Um, I would not be the same person I am today without the show. Forcing it on you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a special memory to go to Kaylee's. Was it for End of Evangelion? Like, we watched it in her garage. Oh, I wasn't there for that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I remember that when, when Pat first told us all to watch Ava, and we all had our different kind of experiences coming into Ava. And yeah, that shit's life-changing. I mean, a lot of people regard it as the best, the best anime of all time or whatever, you know? Just, I'm very happy you guys watched it. Uh, I remember the d- depression it put me in watching it, like at the start of college, end of high school. And now, look, the rebuild trilogy's done, and I feel like I'm in a better place in my life. And now I'm 28. I was like 18 when I watched the original series. Oh my god. I like watched it right out of high school, going into college, like that summer. God, yeah, I remember having like the. God, I like. Like kick-ass torrents, I downloaded the soundtrack or discography for the whole series and movies. And yeah, I'd just be playing that on a drive to visit my brother in the bay. Just like not having a good time. (laughs) 
Um, I'm excited to watch this in subs. I didn't like the dubbed version. I didn't like, it's not that I didn't like the actors. I just didn't like the localization on, on the English script. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see it in subs. And I'm wondering if I'll have a better viewing this time around on a second viewing. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you'll hear it after we get after we watch it and record it. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, really looking forward to the post, you know, after we watch the movie and then we come back in a bit. Um, we still have to figure out if we want to just release this as like a standalone episode or if we're going to go back and do the rebuilds and then save this for like the very special like last episode of the rebuilds because how often do you get to sit inside of a movie theater like with your friends like after waiting like so long for like the final 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 uh you know conclusion to one of your most like beloved series or stories or ever like i I'm, I'm just so glad that one of the two things that I love Dearest was able to end properly. Um, the second being Berserk. However, I am loving, I am loving the continuation of it, and I am here for it. Mori is doing the Lord's work right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, do we have any final thoughts before we head into this uh, special... Oh, God. <laughs> We're watching a commercial on craft beer right now. Craft beer? Sponsored by craft beer. What was the question? Sorry. (laughs) Oh, uh, do we have any final thoughts or anything that we want to share before, like, the previews really start coming in at full force? Justice for Asuka. They... I think they botched her in their, I think in so their rebuilds. I, Justice for Asuka. What? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 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 Hold on, hold on. This is controversial. You think they butchered Asuka? Yeah, I, I think... I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I feel the same way still when I rewatch it, but... Yeah, doesn't her role, like, get split between her and Maru? Or, like, I, I, I forget. I think this goes back to my the theory on Maru being his current wife. Yeah. Like, Asuka and Rey were these female archetype type things with himself in it, as well as, like, you know, his experiences. I think Maru's brought in to take the, uh, the prim- like, Asuka and the originals with Shinji. That's, like, the end. I think in this one, because he has a wife now, there's new archetypes he's been introduced to. He introduces them with Mar- Mario? Mara? Maru. Mari. Or Mari, Mar- yeah. Mar- <laughs> I'm going to keep butchering <laughs> Mario. It. I just call Anna's <laughs> wife. That's the character. But yeah, I think I think Asuka gets a good, happier payoff in this one than the other one. I, I, I love that she... I love what happens for her at the end of this one. And the, the callback, even. Yeah, alright. I'll, I'll I'll have to rewatch it again, because I... I largely forget what happens in this movie i i know it ends a lot more happily though that's for sure yeah i gotta say i um i'm in the same boat as jezza right now i'm gonna go into it uh and really try and pay attention to you know not only just asuka's story but uh a few other things that i had in mind but um i personally love the ending of of uh, end of evangelion oh, yeah, um I feel that I, you know, this is just me being my own, like, fanboy. I stand Shinji Asuka. I think that, uh, you know, even though for the majority of the series as well as, like, the films, it's completely unhealthy. Um, however, in the end, it's, like, it's not about the relationship. It's about the the forgiving nature of, like, being able to know somebody entirely. Um, I don't want to go too much into that, but, you know, after you go through the experience that they both had in the end of Evangelion, and then they come, 
oh god, I'm like getting into it. I, I shouldn't do that. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this, especially on the big screen. I legitimately never thought I'd be able to see this in theaters. Um, when I heard it was coming to IMAX, I was like, what? But then no other places around here is playing yeah. it in IMAX. <laughs> but yeah, any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would just say I do agree yeah. that End of Ava, Asuka and Shinji's end in that is okay. a better ending. I like that one more. But this one is a better ending with outside context, I feel like, because of like awareness of the creator and all that. Like it's, it's a happier ending. And then, yeah, I want to say we all, we've, we've already seen this because it came out during the pandemic, like on streaming. But yeah, I'm so excited to get to see it in theaters. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think I have no other closing thoughts, really, aside from um, I'm excited to see it again, excited to see it on the big screen and to get a second viewing so I could maybe alter my opinion um i guess some of my final thoughts are uh, you know if any of you like any of the one fans that we have i don't know the one fans? <laughs> yeah any of the one fans don't that we have yeah. i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm, kidding. Yeah, I'm a fan <laughs> um if anybody uh is ever interested in having us do like a full watch through of neon genesis like the actual original series please let us know because I would love to be able to do that because that's the only way I'm we're going to be able to review End of Evangelion. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, given enough time it will happen. Like, we will get to it. We're going to get to all Twin Peaks and we're going to get to Ava and even Berserk probably if <laughs> we get to it all. Yeah, probably. We'll probably get to Berserk. I am excited for all of that if we can do it. Totally. Hell yeah. I think that we should do at least, if we're going to do Berserk, we should do the uh, three movies. Golden Age. Yeah, just the Golden Age trilogy. Um, that would be like a nice introductory to it. Do you guys... Okay, one last thing. Do you guys think that they're going to be making a new Berserk series soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. With the recent passing of the Mura, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of groundswell for it. I, I hope so, but I truly have no idea, and I don't even know what studio would want to do it. I, uh... Oh, God, I forget. I... I was, I was watching some anime recently, uh, Blade of the Immortal, and I think that like, whatever, uh, I, I wonder if it's the same studio that did the original like movie, for, uh, Berserk, like the the Golden Age trilogy. Probably not, but um, I want to say that the original studio that did the movies is going to be coming back to do a series, not the the studio that did the reboot series in, like, 2016. I don't want that. I want the Golden Age. They made... There's some 3D stuff people didn't like, but the whole thing was executed well Mm -hmm. compared to that 2016 series. Oh, my God. Yeah, I... Whatever... Whoever does it, I hope they just do it good and do it well. (laughs) I I still haven't watched the the other one, the 2016 one yet. Oh, how could I forget Monster as well? We will eventually get to Monster as well. Um, 74 episodes. Now we got people coming in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be going uh, well into uh, our thousands uh, for episodes. But um, with that said, we will be heading, or we will be uh, uh, getting into the movie soon. So uh, we'll see you in a bit. That's why you don't need anyone, Asuka. I'm gonna make it so I don't need anyone. Or else things would be too painful. Living is painful. That's why I pilot my Eva.
people might hate me. They may talk behind my back. After all, that's all I'm worth. As long as I can pilot my ego. I'll make my body and heart strong. So I don't need anyone. So, praise me. Recognize me. Give me a place. Where I can be. <laughs> I just want someone to pat me on my head. <laughs> it's okay, Asuka. You're who you are, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's my interpretation both times seeing it. Yeah, I think I my my opinion is the uh the the first run was when you know he's in that peak depression, young. Yeah. Really getting his foot and he gets to make his passion project and he blows it out the fucking water. And it's a big phenomenon at end of Evangelion is like you know, getting meta after that, what, year of success? Yeah. He's like, okay, look, here's the shot of the audience and you losers in the theater. <laughs> and you people asking me, like, who's the best girl and who's the hottest? He's like, yeah, they, every main character has a mental illness, mm -hmm. is the line. Yeah. He's like, they're all, like, you know, unhealthy people that, yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't fetishize and all that. Right. So end of Avigan's like that, or he's pissed off. But also he concludes it really well. And then this new one is just, like, a whole meta addressing his legacy where yeah. he is now his wife is in it right I still argue that to the hell no I, I agree with all that I think specifically in, in the last third of this film to me I've always said and I said this last time that Gendo in here is analogous to young to younger Ano ver, and then Shinji in here is analogous to current Ano and that's why the the Ava units are twins and the Spears are twins. One is despair versus hope, and that's why that's why Gendo goes on the whole fucking stream of consciousness thing more so than than Shinji does. Really, mm -hmm. it, it replaces like how he acts in End of Ava, and I really think it's his his two ideals, his younger versus his older self clashing now, uh, is my interpretation of like their of Gendo versus Shinji in that third act. Truthfully. I completely agree, especially with the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. When we see literally young Gendo, it looks just like yeah, yeah, what you yeah, think yeah. a young Ana would look like. That's on purpose, right? Yeah. yeah very okay. on purpose. And then I think that even that photo of his, uh, what is it? it's like the 
sketches of like his past. Uh-huh. And there's that older gentleman who's like like slamming Saki or something in the background of like the foreground of his arm. Mm. And like in that documentary they mention he lives in that industrial town you see the live action shots of. It's in Ritual. Uh, but yeah, that's like a little reference to his dad who had the, was a missing leg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From an industrial accident, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, he'd be, you know, he'd be verbally abusive but not physically. But yeah, he'd get drinks in him and yell at Anno for being a, you know, a loner, a nerd. <laughs> well, um, thank you all for uh, tuning in once again. Uh, here, I'm just going to make sure. Are my levels okay? Hello, hello, test, test, test. Yeah. All right, all right. Hello, hello. Okay, that should be good, right? All right, um, so we're back from um, seeing Evangelion. We were talking on the whole walk back to the car with AC. Yeah, and um, that was a whole of, I want to say, like, seven minutes. <laughs> like, we were just sitting in there at the end of uh, the credits and everything. And, um, yeah, I... I feel like after this entire viewing experience, I finally understand what this series is about. Like, I've seen this, you know, we were talking about it earlier. I've seen, I personally seen this one, like, when it first came out uh, on streaming and everything. Seeing it in the theater is unlike anything I could have ever imagined. It's better, for sure. Yeah, yeah, right? It's way better. Mm -hmm. And, um... Being able to, like, see all the visuals, like, really just pretty much taking up your entire field of view to where it's, like, the most dreamlike experience you can, like, possibly imagine with this existential thesis on the case for humanity. And I am here for it. Um, I love her as an entire, like, personality, just, like, a, a beam of, like, light. Um... And Asuka, I feel I am doing a complete 180 on what I said in the um, really in the in the uh, pre-show because I think that she gets her due in this movie. She gets Ken Ken. Yeah, yeah. And it's foreshadowed Mm. the whole film with like little throwaway lines, and it's nice and tasteful. It's kind of it pushes the boundary, but it's it's a good thing of you know, it's like a little meta thing too of. Uh, Kensuke is like an adult now, but you know, Asuka's running around as like a little, like maybe you know, fans get obsessed with the characters. She's running around still the same literal character, and then that feeds into the, my whole commentary about it's a meta commentary about them achieving our, you know, these fictional characters in a non existent medium in their universe, achieving a reality like our own, where you know, she goes from uh, stuck in time, like she's still in the 90s. What, 13, 14 year old girl in the show? And now she can, now she's a real girl. Now she's a woman. And she gets to be with the one she loves. I I, I respect the fact that if you enjoy Asuka in here, that's fine. I don't think like she's like an awful character or anything at all. Uh, I, I think it's very fine if, on, if like, you know, Ano's taste and and ideas of romanticism have changed over the years which is why he you know he writes Shinji to end up with Mari or whatever uh I don't I I didn't, I didn't for some reason catch the fact that she ended up with with Ken 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 Kensuke mm-hmm. um but that's nice yeah I didn't really catch that even even the last time I didn't for some reason I guess I just went over my head yeah there's so many 
little throwaway lines like the uh Mari talks about you know you're not in the you've matured or you're not in the teenage boys anymore mm-hmm. and all that stuff or and then uh I think that bit where he's filming them launching and she gets properly embarrassed for being filmed oh she has like yeah. an unrequited love or maybe they have a mutual love but they both know like oh this is not appropriate and she has like yeah. a whole body dysmorphia with not aging but the desire to age to be with this new person that she loves it's like she's it's like she's matured from the original series where it's not healthy yeah <laughs> in a lot of ways and now there's all these great pairings that happen towards the end huh yeah it's like everyone's shipped shipping is completely different and you know obviously i can you can only accredit it to ano's idea again of like his personal relationships or views of his personal relationships having changed as he got older and stuff I agree with Mari, what you said before the movie, that Mari is just his wife now, in real life. I could totally see that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well, what, what were you going to say, Kevin, before we cut you off about Asuka um, being, you're going to, like... You're into Asuka now. Well, I think that, um, I, well, okay, let me, just a little sidetrack. Uh, this book that um, I read a while back, like a few months ago, called uh, Kafka on the Shore. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, copy yeah. I gave you. Yeah. Um, it ha- it deals with a lot of um, questionable and, like, taboo subjects, like, subject matters, like, if you were to actually, like, take it literally while reading it. But um, throughout the book, there's this one character who is, is sort of like the mentor figure to the uh, protagonist, and they always are saying, like, you know, take it as, like, a metaphor, like, take everything as a metaphor. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of approaching it with that uh, experience of, like, reading that book and trying to, like, keep that in mind, um, you know, because when you have somebody of the likes of Mari who uh, represents this very um, unconditional form of... Uh, acceptance in another person um, to where she isn't like embarrassed or ashamed or anything it's it's just like a full-on zest for life Um, whereas when you have you know you juxtapose that with somebody of the likes of um, Asuka who is completely hot-headed and just hyper independent and really driven by autonomy for not having to rely on anybody Um, not for Shinji's reason for uh, you know fear of um of uh butting up against the other person's at field so to speak um but for fear of um not being like praised or anything like that um her and shinji have like this similar fear of like abandonment or like rejection whereas mari i don't know she somehow is the glue that kind of like works its way in there to provide um, a bit of breathing room for those two to find their own ways and not be so um, pinned together, you know? Because um, I feel like for me in End of Ava, uh, I love those two together as like complementary beings, like as just pure metaphors of like souls. Um, whereas in this film, um, each one, they don't have to fuse to be good on their own, they can be good separately and I think that that's the entire message of rejecting human instrumentality it's like accepting individuals like flaws and all and you know it's not to say that Asuka like completely like hates Shinji anymore or um like because they both were able to like express their like like the few sentences that they actually shared with each other 
in the span of this film, which felt like such a relief to me because it's like you and even seeing like that one clip of um where it was like Asuka being woken up, she um sees Shinji as a child again, you know, where she you know, they just got off the plane and here she is like completely by herself, but Shinji's like crying and in the arms of like Yui and Gendo and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, these two have like known each other their entire lives. And it's absolutely astounding to see them from, you know, this entire theory that I don't think we got on recording, but we were just talking about it prior to oh, yeah, yeah. hitting record, mm. was um, the place of, like, the imaginary realm of, of, uh, of uh, that takes place in this film. Like, what are both of your thoughts on, on that? I mean, I'm, I'm standing by the, the whole anti-universe. The second they go in there, it's all, like, hyper-meta, where it's, you know, it's, a, it's referencing that the... That the... Uh, the imaginary Ava, it's like rep- it's referencing the creation of Ava as a series of fiction. It's imaginary. It's all made up, and it's like a meta thing where the characters are aware of it. And then Shinji's goal to uh, help everyone is to, in the film, transcend to become real from you know just a creation of media in our world. And their growth to become full people in our world is you know reflective of our need to grow to be complete individuals in our own world and yeah i think i stand by that that's why there's like the sets the the references between the series is like when the black lilith is it black lilith yeah black lilith go when the spear goes in it and it turns into like an exact shot from i think evangelion with shinji and gendo put in front like when you know rays not Ray, but you know when the third impact happens in End of Ava, that's like used there. There's like certain direct references that are only from the first series. It's all like a meta reflection about Shinji using the in-universe whatever power. It's just just magic at that point to destroy the whole series and elevate the characters to the real world, which is like yeah, you're supposed to watch the show and take that away and can live a full life. You're not supposed to live in it. You're not supposed to obsess over it and all that other meta commentary about that. When I I and I do want to stand. End of Ava is more theatrical, and Asuka and Shinji and that the relationship is more theatrical. But in this movie, uh, there's more resolution and catharsis where everything is good. <laughs> where End of Ava, it's not like that exactly. Yeah, I I I still personally favor End of Ava more. Uh, but there's there's nice things about this movie. Uh, you know, I think it, it's really just Ano's... Well, to me, uh, it's Ano's, like, love letter to Evangelion as a whole and to let it... And saying to himself that I'm finally ready to let it go and to live my life without it. That's why he says... He straight up says, like, oh, it's time to say goodbye to all Evangelions. And it's, and it's like a neon genesis for him. And... Um, it, that's why it's all it, as you mentioned all the self-referential images to the series and everything like that it's it's uh, his way of saying goodbye to everything and he can rise above it to have a world without Ava's and that's why him and his father clashed so much and clashed so much in that anti-universe because again to me Gendo in here is young Ano um, and so for him to want to like how Gendo is struggling so much to uh, like let go of Yui or whatever is analogous to that of like Ano's, uh, I guess clinging to his work 
as the as as the man behind Evangelion for so many years and having suffered so much suffered for it for so much. Um, I um I love thinking about uh, what you were saying. How in this version? Wait here. I'm trying to make sure my levels are okay. <laughs> um, I I love what you were saying about how the entire like stream of consciousness in this one was more so uh, based on Anno's stage in his life, like where he's at now, um, where it focuses on like this very defeated, like defeatist, pessimist, um, and almost antinatalist version of himself, where he's like, okay, yeah, we should just walk into death and like extinction. Mm -hmm. Um, I even tried paying more attention to Kaji in this uh, run through because you can kind of see like the, the um, contradictoryness inside of uh, Anno coming out in Kaji where he's like, no, as long as we like are able to preserve life in general, that is like the thing that matters most. It doesn't matter if we make it as, as a civilization um, or just even just sentient human beings. Um, it doesn't matter if we stick around just as long as like the seed has has roots still for it to grow again um i loved the entire spiritual or spiritual journey that uh shinji goes on in this one as well um i know that there's a lot of people out there who absolutely despise shinji and everything but if you take it as like an experience of like being stuck inside of like this this uh protagonist story that you absolutely like despise it's like oh why don't you do anything it's like but you saying that is kind of like an intrusive thought coming into the mind of shinji as a character um like all of like everybody's criticisms like it can easily be applied to uh like the collective unconscious in a way because with this it's like as cinema as a whole it's like anytime you go into like a a room or like sit in front of like this this dream machine it like beams an entire like lifetime into your brain and the way that it tackles like i don't know just all the criticisms and everything it just makes me appreciate it all the more when he actually does find some sort of like a relief um you know that that scene where um he's sitting out by uh the piano on the uh where he met Kaoru um and then Ray comes up to him and then he's like why is everybody so nice to me like it, I just want to be left alone like all this sort of thing and then she's and then Ray you know even during her own entire spiritual journey which we haven't even touched upon mm. um is learning what it means to be human in the span of like a few days because something inside of her is telling her that she doesn't have much longer left um and that's such a thing of beauty but um anyways when ray turns around and ultimately responds to shinji with just overwhelming acceptance of just saying like it's because people like you and then it just hits a nerve right in shinji it doesn't even like register as a thought it's just a pure raw feeling that is jolted to his core and then he just starts overwhelmingly sobbing and it's just such a beautiful thing because it's like that's him rebounding off of rock bottom for better or worse um and i feel like if he can do it anybody's capable of doing it you know like it's it's like the importance of healing and everything it's like you have to reopen that wound in order to let proper healing occur um to rejoin the real world and that's so 
beautiful to me. It's like a redemption in a way. Yeah, you know, I it's man, I'm trying to just see how can I bounce off of your point. My mind immediately goes to how I so I rewatched Eva during the summer, both the series again and the movie. And when I walked away from that second viewing, my interpretation of getting inside the Eva was basically an analogous to or a metaphor for living life or living your life like get inside the Ava live your life go be social or whatever um and I I wholeheartedly still believe that and the writing here for the rebuilds is still along those same notes it's still along the same note of Shinji having to learning to love himself uh and and that's really like the the biggest his biggest character flaw Right is that, and this, this whole his whole arc is that is really just learning how to like himself, to accept who he is, like flaws and all. Um, and then once he once he starts to learn to do that, that's when he that's when he's only that's only when he's courageous enough to get inside the Ava. That you know those things are analogous to one another. Like that's why he's only able to get inside the Ava, uh, you know, in the third act or whatever. Uh, he goes on like this whole thing of like, as you say, of healing, right? I also found it interesting that this whole second act of the movie is expanded compared to End of Ava, where it, instead of just having like stakes after stakes after stakes and watching his friends die, he goes on, like this, like this like this whole detour where he lives like a farmer boy's life or something. And I wonder, I wonder what was the what was the decision behind that? And I'd like to think it's because, oh, you know. Ano just kind of needed to, he needed to show that he's done some growth, so he wanted to show, like, Shinji having done some growth, living in the world, working, just as much as Ano as time's passed for him since End of Eva till now, he's lived, he's grown, he's done some more work and stuff, I wonder if that's what it was, um, because I'm like, you know, at first I'm like, well, is it to, like, establish stakes that, like, oh, if he lets the world die, then all these farmer people in this town will die. Like, no one in this, he doesn't, he's not, he's not close to any of these people in this town. We don't, he doesn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I think it's just, I think that whole thing was just to like, you know, be like, okay, here's Shinji like having a healing phase before he gets back into things. And that's why in the third act, he's a much more, and they needed that, right? Because he's a much more mature person by the time he gets to the third act. His philosophies have have escalated a bit more beyond his father now, and which is why they can clash a bit better. As compared to End of Ava, where that doesn't happen, he's more so like battling himself in End of Ava. I always take the, uh, the little detour at the rail yard town as like a Anno's obsession with logistics, the rail systems, infrastructure, and all that obses- all those obsessions placed on like the looming dread of a climate catastrophe, oh, especially yeah. as a, like a, the Fukushima disaster mm-hmm. and how that influenced uh, Shin Godzilla. And there's another little nod to that in uh, I think it's when the young when they're doing the spinal cord thing with the ship. And the young guys are down there, and it's like, oh, you know, it's our last mission, because like, but they're working in like a literally like probably a biohazardous environment, it's doing like irreparable damage to them or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's not vague, but like I remember in Shin Godzilla, that's like the whole, like that whole Fukushima disaster inspired him to make Shin Godzilla the way it is, where it's about the, uh, you know, the young the the young people who care enough or want to fight for change and a better future, 
against Godzilla, which is a fill-in for like, you know, environmental catastrophe, annihilation, and then the, the old people who have to come and sacrifice themselves and like teach those few young people to carry on or the way to progress. It feels like the whole railyard village is like, oh yeah, but like if the earth gets bad enough, living will go down to something like this again. But you know what? The human the human will is in, inconquerable and they'll have a little town like this. And then he draws up how the town looks and how it functions, where they get their water and how they move goods and how they trade with other villages <laughs> and all this crazy stuff that he always sinks his, himself into when he makes this. Just like the Neo-Tokyo Mm-hmm. Just like to sit there and draw up like in the in the early rebuild movies, like oh, like the city collapses into the underground city, and then there's all these barriers and functional rail systems and power dispersing all this other stuff. A lot of this movie still has that energy where it's just like him sitting there and like, okay, logistically, how does this work? But then he knows when they enter the anti universe, just like okay, it's magic. New spears made. It's magic. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect. Like, no, yeah, I'm, I, I like, yeah. I like seeing how the village runs because it's fun to in, imagine surviving the coming environmental catastrophe or humanitarian mm. humanity carrying on after us. Yeah, that makes more sense that you mention it like that. Yeah. yeah. But then it's also fun to just have magic solve solve everything. <laughs> yeah, no, there was there was a lot of points where I'm like, this shit is moving way too fast without any real explanation. But I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna roll with it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm like, why is the why is the how the fuck did these spears come into play? Where did they come from? I don't I don't know. <laughs> there was a lot of shit that was happening. I was like, what? Yeah, the moons all the way, and then the the four big ships that are flying through space, and the the ark yeah yeah it's like oh like the ark has all the you know it's gonna return life to the earth but then they do it anyways so it's kind of like does the ark return or are they like in a whole new universe because everything's there's like infrastructure and everything's built back at the end but then also could have just been the world getting you know like when the when they clear the zones and all the red poison has vanished and the oceans are pure like oh maybe the Eiffel Tower is still broken or maybe it's not I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think uh, where my mind's going now is, like, I, I was also thinking about Ano's direction throughout it all. Truthfully, I don't know. And I know, Kevin, you liked a lot of the fight scenes and a lot of the, the especially the opening scene you mentioned. To me, I wasn't super wowed by a lot of the, the 3D looking at parts of the animation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know. I feel like Ano's direction and camera movement in this film isn't as good as like other episodes or or end of Ava or anything. I don't know what it was. I think to me he was just like, oh, we have new technology. Let's go fuck with this and see what we can come up with. I just felt like his direction wasn't as strong here. Like he still has a lot of like cool foreground background shots and like symmetric and symmetricality still involved here and there but something to do with like a lot of the action scenes it just seemed like he was like oh we can make the 3d and have a camera go 360 like let's just fuck with this for a bit um i i didn't so i didn't wholly enjoy those scenes um and i felt like he's done better for sure i agree so much yeah Uh, so much those scenes feel like they're I think I don't, know, I don't know if he's into that or it's like the new anime style and it's a commentary on that, but it's just so uh, 
There's no there's stakes, but there's no stakes. Like Oscar mm. in End of Ava, Oscar versus the Eleven Angels. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, like with orchestral sweet playing, like everything about that. It's just it's gritty. Like you're on the edge of your seat, and like there's like a scene where there's like a billion things forming a drill at them, and then they do a hand thing, and it just they get wiped away, and it's just like oh yeah, they're gonna get it. The threats don't feel legitimate, whereas like in end of Ava like when that box cutter knife breaks it's like oh shit and then like the cutting and the mm-hmm. action direction is like perfect with that mm-hmm. and like she's like snapping necks and ripping open heads and it's, and this new one it's more PG it feels and like the stakes aren't nearly as there yeah like it's like it's sort of distanced in a way huh like it's more like it's like it's like a Marvel action scene it's, it's the only way or like current anime where it's like it's not guts fighting in the 90s anime, it's like Guts in the 2016 anime, probably. Like, there's no weight to it, I feel. Yeah, it was a lot flashier, that's for sure. It looked cooler, I guess, but it doesn't really have that much substance. Uh, I mean, but I don't know, even even Evangelion, to me, truthfully, wasn't always, always about the fights. Like, that's not mm. where it shines, but even, like, just going back to, like, episode one, or, like, some of the major fights against some of the more common angels in this series, like has like good direction and camera work and and it, it, I, I feel like a lot of that is largely absent here and again i think just because for some reason in the animation studio their technology and they're like we have new technology let's just mess around with this and and ano probably got in over his head like he's probably like oh we could have so many cool different angles in a lot of weird ways even though like it's whatever like there's a lot of like strange angles that he has and they're only saved by the fact that like there's a lot of nicely drawn shit on the screen and on the sides and on the foreground for one for those things the shot would be really strange i'm like where's i don't know it just seemed like haphazard to me i I agree with the action in that and then I, i could even see it being the uh his his obsession with logistics where he's like okay the illuminati angel production facility they would have a billion angels by now if they're running for 14 years (laughs) with super so he's just like okay bring them all in here they make a drill and then oscar and they they use their at fields to just kill them all real quick and now it's gone it's okay it's resolved instead of just like i feel like there's always like a part of them it's like oh no they'd have like a billion (laughs) artificial ava units that we got to defeat real quick so like have them get have them be jobbers and get destroyed immediately yeah where it's like oh again back to the the original end of ava like those 11 that part that fight hits so hard it's like the best fight in the whole series <laughs> and yeah it's just and then yeah i think uh, in back to the original series the strength is never or it's not never but it's, it's not as much in like the like the fight scenes it's always like the uh like shinji missing the shot against ramael and then standing up and making the right shot like the uh he he always used to use action to like with context to have it have weight and like this film's kind of like we got to get to this spot and then they're just like obliterating a bunch of robots on the way there it's like oh it's not the same as like we can only fire this gun twice and he missed the first shot and now the thing's shooting a laser at him he has to stand up and shoot again as like ray's getting cooked or characters taking in an angel to kill themselves but stop it from taking over unit one and all those other heavy moments yeah and like a lot of the angels would as they're like psychological attacks like there may be like physical manifestations of their trauma for whatever they're dealing with in their arcs and you know that's also largely absent here to me aside aside from again the third act where he fights his father like that one's that one makes sense Mm -hmm. but like 
that that opening scene where they're just fighting generic Sile angels or Avas or whatever. Yeah, the drone ones. Yeah. They're all just just sort of faceless in a way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's cool that, like, you see Mari or Asuka, whatever, with the Gatling gun going 360 and shit. Like, okay. But then when the laser shows up, that's when the the ships block it. It's like, oh, yeah, the stakes are cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sort of feels like there's always an out for them in, in this film mm-hmm. which you know and then of course it, it sort of pays its uh it, it does uh pay the consequences for these actions too you know of course you know, we see like masato take you know sacrifice her life while giving um you know creating the new spear and everything like that and i i definitely agree and i'm really glad that you both like are bringing this up about you know the action sequences not being up to par for instance with like the original series or even end of evangelion um i completely agree as well um i i want to i remember watching the documentary that um was made on the entire process of creating like the rebuild series um i think it's up on amazon still Mm. um it's a two-part documentary and um seeing the technology that they use in that where I, i literally had no idea after seeing the um, seeing this movie for the first time, that all of those sets are basically just video cameras pointed at like a cardboard not not a cardboard set, but just like a mock setup on an entire soundstage, and then people just drawing over that. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that's literally all I saw whenever I saw like the giant cityscapes. Like I, I see Anno on the soundstage moving this uh, power pole from you know this side Mm -hmm. of the street to the other side up two more inches like constantly like just rearranging stuff um and to me i also agree that um it was mentioned earlier that like end of ava feels like it's much more theatrical and feels like it's much more um uh i don't know it hits harder it hits harder i think and it's yeah better paced i don't know and I feel like um, at the end of that movie, it's more of like, you know, what you were talking about earlier, Jezzer, where it's like get in the Ava, like live your life, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I like the ending of End of Ava. Like it just hits me on like such a like personal note because it just makes me, you know, want to just, it's that, that bouncing off of like the rock bottom thing, but it's like actually it has so much more weight to it Mm -hmm. because it's like you are literally going through this first ending of the congratulations where it's purely that that you know uh rooted in shinji's psyche at that point you know to go from one moment of live action to purely just boom okay now we're inside the void of uh your being now try to find a way out or find the light inside of it that sort of thing and then to come back to end of Ava, where it's like, oh, Shinji is here and he fucked up. Now he's creating the third impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, and then what you were saying, Pat, about that fight between um, Asuka and the the eleven angels, right? Yeah, the uh, artificial. Yeah. Yeah, that scene. I remember watching end of Ava with you. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And that fight fucking blew my mind. I was like, my jaw was just completely wide open at the end of that fight, seeing uh, the stakes finally uh, come to fruition of like, oh, Asuka's dying now. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a spear to the eye right through the hand. 
uh, Godfather style, and now she's getting eaten alive. It's it was absolutely horrifying to she, me. She's still fighting. <laughs> Oscar, yeah, that's why. That's I still like Oscar's treatment in this, but like and original series Oscar, and then end of Ava. That's like my favorite character in the series. Just like the. You know, she's not in a good place, <laughs> but, you know, she, she's like the inverse of Shinji. That's why their pairing works so well, where Shinji can't even get the will to stand up. It's like people are going to kill him, and Asuka's over there getting torn to shreds. Like, I'll fucking kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> As, yeah, it gets, it over, gets her over. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think, I still think this is still a nice piece of Ano's work, and this is great that Ano was able to... Again, say goodbye to his legacy as of Evangelion, and to move on from, and to give himself a happy ending, especially like End of Eva ends very much like he's. I, I don't know. I guess to me, it was like still in the thick of it, right? Like he had just like learned a major lesson, and and like maybe he's like has pieces of like how to learn to love himself and stuff, and how to how to like accept everything about himself, the like the am, ambivalence of life and everything. Um, but, but it kind of just ends abruptly and, and it's, it doesn't really seem overtly happy right here. He's Ano's able to finally let go of everything and love himself and accept himself for, for all that he is. Um, and, and you could see that super easily cause Shinji's not that much of a little bitch past act one and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that one, huh, buddy? <laughs> um, yeah, he's just, yeah, he, he's able to grow. And everyone says it too. Like everyone's outright saying it like, yeah, Oh, you, so you have the sense of an adult or whatever. And <laughs> Yeah, it's good to see that he's able to move on and to like himself in his work. That's why it's great that he, in the first act, he grows. And then it's like we're sitting there on, it's like we're sitting there with him in that little containment center. It's like, okay, we just got to get to Gendo now and then have that confrontation, which is not physical, which is beautiful. It's so, I don't know if, have New modern movies do that. It's such a great little, like, they put down their arms. It's like, oh, we're not going to win this fight. It's not a fight. No. It's not a fight we're having. We're... I can't remember the last time I've seen that in a modern film. No. Or it's, like, non-combative. Yeah. They fight for, like, the like the little, like, hey, look at these references. They're in the anti-universe. Here's, like, sets from both the current rebuild tri- quadrilogy and then also, like, shots from the uh, old series. And it's like, okay, now we're going to... What is it? Now we're just going to put the spears down and talk. And then it really just allows Shinji to help heal his father. And then his father grows, which allows... Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's a really good conclusion. It's a lot more expressly happy. It's than, a lot more palatable. That too, yeah. But yeah. I, End of Ava has that theatrical weight that this movie doesn't have, but I love them both so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you've made it this far, thank you for uh, joining us. Do we have uh, any final cl- or final thoughts on this film before we head out? Oh, boy. I got to think hard on this one. I'm just going to say, Sayonara, Evangelion. <laughs> oh, we should just end on that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to mark out. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of the best. It's without a doubt. People are, 
if anyone ever says like, oh, you, you like Woody Allen? <laughs> if any film, if, if I could go back in time and talk to those film students I was in class with, it's like, my favorite director is Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, like, wait, does, does he make pornos? I forget. What? Wait, what? No. I mean, what probably, are you talking about? Who's Woody Allen? Does yeah, he make porn? Maybe with a stepdaughter. Oh, damn. Savage. No, Woody Allen? No, who's Woody Allen? He's, he's the he's, guy who married his stepdaughter. Oh. After, yeah, he's, he made was it Annie Hall? What is he directed? This, uh, just a bunch of New Yorker movies. Oh. I mean Annie Hall. That's like his. Oh, like, Annie. I've never yeah, seen that. Okay, down. I thought he was a porno director for some reason. <laughs> was it because of his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe. But again, if you're like, oh, Woody, if if you say any, it's it's so rare. Like fast, but there's so many people up there. But I just remember back now to like people who I respected or when I was a little insecure, Shinji in class. And they had these like strong opinions about like art, and they'd, they'd, uh, you know how people dominate conversations. It's like, oh yeah, I, I like the good stuff, Woody Allen. Oh, I, I, like, I, I like, I like Birdman. I like Birdman. <laughs> I've never seen Wait, Bird- what's Birdman. What's I said, I, I said I Ingmar Bergman. That's oh, what I meant. Bergman's pretty good. Like, Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> Birdman's good. No, we were students when Birdman was big, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember everyone talking That's about it. That's just as valid. <laughs> Still, but yeah, I just want to go back in time and be more like a Osaka and just like, yeah, you like that, you, you like that pedophiles movies? <laughs> Do you know who Anno is? <laughs> he made Love and Pop. <laughs> Do you even know what he's been through? <laughs> Do you even know what a good media is? Yeah. We get it. You want to live in New York? No, I'm just, I'm just going off on stuff I hate and it's really about how great Anno is that he motivates me to get pissed off <laughs> it's like you know what forget about media you don't need media go out live your life you <laughs> no, loser that. that's, too, that's too hard still <laughs> I'll keep I'll, I'll just find new Ava Gillians <laughs> <laughs> yeah all but all the rest of the Evangelion copycats out there suck fucking what's that one Darling the Franks Darling the Franks fuck that shit <laughs> you, don't, you don't like that they, you gotta grab the girl's hips or butt oh, to pilot yeah. the robot <laughs> what the what? fuck it's ridiculous <laughs> it's it, i heard it's okay but it's no, like there's like no point to watching it it's just you gotta just watch ava yeah i know it's not it's 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 aping on the ava formula but it's not ava i i have a question for you both off the top of your uh off the top of your head can you both think of like how many other forms of media have like this similar kind of ending like, cause oh, ending? I like happy ending. Yeah, like, cause yeah, is it is it considered a happy ending? Yes or no? Oh yeah, this one, yeah. They're both happy endings. All three I agree. I agree as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one more so. Yeah. Oh, wait, the happiest. But yeah. Uh, wait. So you're asking if there's other media that have like this kind of ending? Well, cause you know, I, my mind's going to this one video that I uh, saw about like. Um, hero arcs like character arcs um you can either like start off high go low come back up again classic redemption thing mm-hmm. or you could start off low go high or uh start off good go bad for instance like breaking bad um yeah. um whereas like with dragon ball z or something that was the example that was given in the video it's like goku is a character who doesn't really like go up or down all too much he's just kind of in a in a homeostasis mm-hmm. where he's like always evening out um so that's like another like pattern Mm. so but with end of ava it's like for me it feels like a downward descent like a spiral in a way yeah and then like as it comes out then it like comes back up and then it like bursts into like 
where it once came from. Mm. Like, I, maybe that's just like a you know. know good down good ending. Yeah, I don't know, but like maybe. But that, that's what it makes me feel like. I've been on the I I always butcher his name, but the Three Colors trilogy director. Oh, Kislowski. Yeah, that uh, trilogy has a similar feeling, even though it's not as grand. It hits that same note about uh, it's more about our lives than is about the movies are amazing like my number two but like uh the whole film the whole trilogy is made to make you feel a way a certain way about life outside of movies and it's like very yeah it has that similar payoff that ava has where it's like you know like it's ending it we're ending evangelion forever audience his trilogy has that similar feel especially towards the end like the last shots and scenes are very referential to like, you know, there's it. It's like a magical realism, very subdued magical realism. But it's it's meant to be like our world is that magical realism and all that those feelings it gives you. That's the only one I can think of right now. Yeah, I can't think of anything that matches like the way this moves ends in an arc like the way it has. I don't know. Mm. Um, one series that comes to my head, like I I've talked about it a lot before on the podcast where um it's uh rainer Werner fassbender's um berlin alexander platz which was a, a book originally but it's this uh 13 long episode mini series and it's from like early or late 70s early 80s in uh germany and it has this very similar feel where it's just like a descent into madness to the point where you your entire ego disintegrates and becomes one with like the entire collective in a way um in order to form like a new perspective on empathy and like connectedness uh and then moving on to the next stage whether or not that means like being rocketed back to uh your waking reality unharmed or uh do you excel onto the next stage of um living which isn't really living, but it's like death in a way, like a new death. And then, you know, the next thing comes after that, maybe. But it isn't life. It's like another <laughs> thing that we have yet to discover, like salvation in a way. That's true. I don't know. Like, not necessarily like heaven or hell, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Huh. I remembered one. Paranoia Agent. Oh, sh- Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much. Mm-hmm. Very similar, Deva, in that regard. You'll see. Are you are you ever gonna make or uh, do the uh, TV yeah. recap of it? I'm, I'm bouncing between Paranoia Agent or Fooly Cooly, but I think I I want Kaylee for Fooly Cooly, <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to get her to watch it, and I don't know if it landed or if she finished it or, and it's a six. I don't know. That one's such a. It's so centric on like punk puberty. Paranoia Agent has like grander, like. It's from the same studio, I think, even as Ava, and it, it hits the same notes. Without spoiling anything. No, wait, um, that's Fully Cooly, that's from the same studio. <laughs> Paranoid Agents, uh, I think, Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that one, you know, it's a Satoshi Kon media. It's going to be good. Well, uh, do we have any final, final thoughts <laughs> before we say goodbye? <laughs> do it again. All Evangelion. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to say it again? <laughs> all right. Well, so I'll say it on three. Ready? 
One, two, sayonara, <laughs> Evangelion. I almost said goodbye, Evangelion. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this rebuild journey. I'm going to say it. I'm going to project into the future right now that we are going to go back and do the remaining three films in the rebuild so thank you for joining us through 1.11 2.22 3.3 whatever numbering numbering scheme you know remix 2.5 hd remaster 165 and a half days dream drop distance <laughs> but um yeah thanks, uh, thanks for uh, following us and uh, we'll see you later Goodbye.